welcome back to John and Tim's monumental return. We've had some time off, quite a bit of time, and we're refreshed, recharged. And in fact, Tim, rebranding. Yeah, we've changed the name of our podcast uh, from the Not Dead Yet podcast to Appetite for Construction. Welcome to the jungle. Brings back a lot. I'm sure this brings back lots of memories for you, JP. Well, it actually does. 1987. It was my favorite album, Appetite for Destruction. But Tim, you actually came up with this name, um, and it kind of reflects the direction we're going and kind of expand. You know, we're not just plumbing and heating, but we're all trades, right? That's correct. I, you know, it's kind of funny. We joke about when we're talking about our love for music and we're both children of the eighties and early nineties. So when I, when I thought of the name, I figured, Oh, JP's going to either love it or hate it. And thank goodness you, you loved it. So um, while I was not a huge fan of the album, it, I, I was telling you before we jumped on the podcast that while I was in the army, one of my roommates in the army had this tape cassette. If, for those of you who don't know what tape cassettes are, we used those back <laughs> in the 80s That's um, and would listen to it every night. And so it's kind of burned into my memory as well. Did you actually hit the rewind button or take a pencil and rewind the, the cassette? I think both. I had, you know, there were, I had a huge collection of cassettes myself and there were a lot of pencils being stuck in there to rewind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, uh, not dead yet. It was a, you know, it was a fine name. Um, we had some issues um, with kind of the sensitivity of it when we're interviewing people that either had passed away or were sick or something like that, and it just, it was just time to move on to a new to a new name. But not not that we actually interviewed people that passed away, but we did have conversations about people that had passed away. Yeah, that well, that's true. <laughs> That's true. But you're right. The sensitivity, and I think it was just time after three seasons of uh, the NDY podcast, we felt like it was a good opportunity to refresh, rebrand, and, you know, summer's almost over. With fall right around the corner and a bunch of trade shows coming up, we felt this is an ideal opportunity. Yeah. And my kids are out of the house uh, two days ago. (laughs) They started freshman year of uh, high school, so that gives me a a quiet house damn a quiet house. you do have a quiet house now monica's yeah. teaching and the kids are at school so uh you're back in the house all by yourself in your underwear great yeah, that, that's right <laughs> and i just thought of something to you ever see the movie a quiet place with uh john krasinski Kr- and his krasinski. wife yeah i did not see the movie i know it's a kind of a odd movie as i recall or i've been told so there's very there's very little dialogue correct yeah the promise of it is you can't make any noise because if you do the monsters hear you and they hone in on where you are and like a year into this apocalypse where they have to be quiet they decide to have a baby Tim. that makes that makes no sense <laughs> after i saw that i just i lost interest anyway i digress <laughs> this is the stupid, stupid well, ass movie well, as as you were mentioning, you know, Appetite for Construction podcast is going to, you know, really focus on all aspects of the trades. We uh, some of the things that we've done over the last several weeks, and in fact, all summer long, has been really working with, you know, not just John and I, but Eric Ani as well, and some of our partners, and you know, ways that we can 
ways and things that we can do to expand the focus on all trades and building the trades. And these are critical times and critical issues that we're dealing with in the industry. So, you know, we're hoping that the new positioning of the podcast will expand our audience network and allow us to get more interesting guests on. We, we think we've had some great guests in the past and we're looking forward to getting some great guests in the future. In fact, we've got a pretty stout September schedule coming up. We've still got a couple holes to fill and some stuff in later in the fall, but we're really looking forward to some of the guests that we're having that we've already got scheduled and uh, more to come. Wow. You can't name any. That's a teaser, Tim. There's, there's a few we may be. I mean, there's some people in the industry that are well-known that will be on our podcast. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. I want people to listen to the podcast. All right. All right. So, but yeah, over the last few weeks, too, we've been kind of out and about uh, traveling with uh, Hub on the Road. And um, yeah, we were just in my backyard not too long ago with the uh, University of Illinois. We were at the one of the athletic facilities. They... Uh, University built a new baseball training facility and a softball training facility, and we were lucky enough to work with our partners, NIPCO, to get inside and shoot some video and talk to the mechanical contractors and looking forward to getting that up on our website here pretty soon. John, I know, John, you're working on some stuff, and then earlier this week, we were in Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland, Ohio. It's a hot spot. (laughs) Cleveland's a hot spot for stuff. Um, yeah, we were at, uh, Odie, Odie company, Tim, and we yeah. shot some video at Odie university, which was pretty cool. Pretty it's a really cool. nice facility. I, I, if you're a contractor or a rep or a wholesaler that, um, you know, has an opportunity to get to Odie in Cleveland, it's, it's convenient to the airport. I'll be quite honest. You know, yeah. there's about a two mile square area of Odie headquarters, Odie university, Odie fa- manufacturing facility, and the hotel we stayed at right outside the, uh, Airport. The ta- so it's pretty convenient ta- to get in and out. In the tavern we visited. The Grayson Road Tavern? <laughs> is, that, is that what it was? Grayson oh Road Tavern, right next to our uh, hotel. And then uh, Fathead's Brewery on uh, the night we all went out to dinner, which That's was right. a nice time to connect and chat. But uh, the Odie facility, which was interesting, is a converted Whitman's Chocolate Factory or company. I, I remember Whitman's well as a kid buying boxes of Whitman's for like my grandmother for Easter yeah. for her birthday when I was like six years old. Yeah. Didn't they have like flowers on the box or some embroidery on the top? I remember it, that's that. That's what it looked like. It looked like an, a, you know, one of those embroidery things you may see on your grandmother's yep. wall yep. in the basement or something, or in my but case, yeah, my in-laws house. Yeah. So we shot video there. That'll be uh, coming out within the next month or two um i got a shout out to i don't even know his last name mike and uh mike mattis videographer i mean they were so good and so uh involved and really invested in what we do and the success of the video and the success of our brand and it was just really refreshing to to work with them We've been pretty lucky. We've shot a lot of video over the last five or six years, and we've had some videographers that we've worked with that have been extremely critical to the success of our, you know, what we're trying to achieve and trying to position with the video. So uh, another in a long line of videographers we've worked with that really stepped up to the plate and hit it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, or as somebody joked on Wednesday, wow, uh, not only does Cleveland rock, but so does our video team. 
Oh yeah. Can't can't get enough of that. Cleveland uh, rocks. Yeah. Tim, you were lucky enough to go to one of the uh, pipeline events at Milwaukee Tool. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, Eric Ani and I attended the first pipeline event back in June. Uh, toured their new one of their new facilities. In fact, they just had a second pipeline two weeks ago. I was neither one of us were able to go, but Eric attended, um, and they got to see a whole different facility there. But yeah, of course, our friends and uh, partners with Milwaukee Tool they know how to roll out the red carpet, uh, pun intended. They do a great job. We had about a hundred, about a hundred and 75 to hundred influencers and media attend the first pipeline in June. Saw lots of great products, several of their new drills. They have automotive stuff, some stuff we don't really cover, but it's kind of fun to go in there and interact with media and influencers from different business sectors, uh, such as automotive. So, you know, kind of as a gearhead myself, it was fun to see some of the kind of cool stuff that uh, they're bringing out for that business sector. So Milwaukee was a great time. We also, uh, Eric and I also were able to attend a NASCAR race. Oh, yeah. In, in, in New Hampshire with uh, our friends and partners at Vega. That mm-hmm. was a blast. Uh, Becca and her team got us behind the scenes. We were on pit road hanging out with the Vega pit crew that uh, is the pit crew for Ricky Stenhouse number 47. So we spent a day one Sunday afternoon at a NASCAR race, uh, which was pretty unique. I'd been to several NASCAR races. In fact, John, you and I had a chance to attend a race in Vegas a couple years ago, but this was a very unique experience to be on the pit box, watching the tire, you know, all the stuff that happens in the pit, uh, just the access you have at a NASCAR race is something that's so unique to the sport. Um, if anybody gets a chance, if you're a NASCAR fan or really any kind of motorsport, I think most motorsports have some of the best and most unique access to drivers, to the pits. It's just we had a blast. Yeah. And on the following day, you guys went to uh, the training facility in Nashua, New Hampshire. Yeah, went to the training facility. It was a quiet Monday morning before anybody was there. So got to tour the facility. I believe you and Eric, Eric had been there. You've been there, I believe. It was Mm -hmm. my first time there. So I was very, very thankful that we were able to get in and take a tour and we shot some video. I know Eric's posted a few things and he's working on a couple more uh, videos uh, to share some of the stuff we saw. So. Partners at Vega do a great job. Like I said, Becca Becca's a rock star at Vega, so we were glad to hang out with her for a couple of days. Yeah, and you know, with all the traveling we do, it just it it just it makes you think about how lucky you are to to sit on a plane next to someone you don't know. So you know, when I went out to Cleveland um, this past week, get on the plane, everything's on time. We're all loaded. We're sitting there in the pilot comes on and says well we have to wait for an unaccompanied minor and they can't leave without this person and they said that he was incoming so he hadn't even landed at o'hare so we had to wait an hour just sitting at the gate all loaded in the plane and finally here comes the kid he's like a dennis the menace kind of a smart assy kid and he's he's at the he's in the aisle right next to me and he just wouldn't like be quiet and he was talking to me. I was just ignoring him. So hopefully he just like turned away. I, I, I hope I'm not being <laughs> an a-hole for that, but I just wanted a nice 45 minute flight to uh, Cleveland. 
And then the person next to me, I'm not joking. I think she had uh, monkeypox. And I don't know what monkeypox looks like, but this person had welts on her face. And every time I looked over, she had a like a rag and a napkin. She was dabbing her forehead, like trying to, you know, alleviate some of the pus that was coming off of her face. For those of you who have, for those of you who never met John, he is really a nice guy. He really is a nice guy. (laughs) And then next, uh, the person behind me had a baby and a two-year-old, and the baby shit and pissed itself. So the smell from Chicago to Cleveland was very fragrant on that flight. So very nice. I just, you know, when you travel, you get all sorts of stories, but this was like three whammies in a row on that flight. So good times. I had no issues whatsoever. I had, I, as you know, John, I'm out uh, visiting my daughter and my in-laws with my wife in Richmond, Virginia. So I had to take a early morning flight from Richmond to New York, LaGuardia, and LaGuardia to Cleveland. And the way back was a late flight from Cleveland to Charlotte, Charlotte to Richmond. Um, all very un, uneventful flights, except just more hours than I would like in an airport. Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, travel has started to pick back up. I know you and I have several trade shows coming up. That's right. PHCC and Aspie, Aspie in September and PHCC in October. So we are looking to get back to trade shows again. I know we were at one in HR earlier this year, but that's, I'm ready to get back to some other trade shows. Yeah. And for people on the fence, uh, thinking about attending these shows, Aspie is in Indianapolis. Say what you want about Indianapolis. It's, it's you know, that downtown area is very um, accommodating for tourists within that, you know, little circle. Small footprint. You can walk just about every everywhere in about 20 minutes. Yep. Yep. So that'll be a good time. And then uh, Char- Charlotte, Tim, for PHCC, that's uh, NASCAR. What is Hall it? of Fame. Yeah. NASCAR. Well, yeah. NASCAR yeah. Hall of Fame's right there. And as I recall, about 10 years ago, and I know you've told this story on our podcast before, so we don't need to go through the whole story, but it was about 10 years ago that my buddy, John Mason Brink, pulled me into a conversation with my then newfound friend, Eric Ani. I had not, I had not met Eric yet. I had only talked to him on the phone, I think, once or twice, and I knew who he was, but it's the first time we'd met. We were in Charlotte for another event. And I think you two proceeded to try to get me drunk to agree to come work with you at Mechanical <laughs> Hub. Well, you must have got really drunk because it worked. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Those things happen. It was a good time, though. Um, we've had a lot of good times on trips. And uh, like I said, looking forward to the shows that are still remaining this fall. AHR in Atlanta coming up right around the you know end of January, 1st of February. Issues coming up in March that we're still talking about possibly going to. We've I've been to one ish. I know you've been to a couple, and I think Erica's been to a couple. So be nice to head over to Germany, all three of us, and have fun over there. And just looking forward to. You know, we may have a couple more hub on the roads this fall to a couple different manufacturing partners. So looking forward yeah. to that. I would say, you know, if any manufacturers are listening to this, um, we do the hub on the road. You know, we visit contractors, we visit manufacturers, but we have. We've gone to Rigid, we've gone, well, we just went to Odie, we've been to Cherney, that makes the test plugs, and it's just a nice video to show how your 
product is being made or some of the processes involved. And it's very, you know, it's a overview and a comprehensive video. It's not necessarily uh, an advertorial or it's not an advertorial. It's just how these companies uh, make these products that our audience and contractors use on a daily basis. So, yeah, and I, you know, like we were in OD earlier this week, I, they're really, their key messaging and our focus was to talk about their training facility and what they offer the contractor installer and, you know, rep that's out there thinking about the hundreds and hundreds of products that they have with all the multitude of brands that they have in their portfolio. So for us, it was just a great opportunity to see, see the facility, learn about some of the new things that they're doing and, yeah, I would I would 100% uh, echo what John just said, that if there are manufacturers out there that have some really cool job sites, I know John and I are talking about a there's an airport in Illinois that's uh, having a uh, some work done that we may be following up on with the big hub on the road. So yeah, there's uh, opportunities out there to get into a facil- facility to see how it's made or a job site to see it being installed. Those are the kind of things that we like to do to share with our audience. It's great content. So let's just switch gears and talk about the real, real conversation. No, (laughs) we were talking about this before we jumped on. Um, Mm -hmm. My kitchen is infested with fruit flies. It's disgusting. And it happens almost every August, late summer. You know, I'm, (laughs) you you should ask my uh, fishing buddy when I go up to Canada we, you know, we share a boat and, um, he's in the front and I'm in the back. And, um, sometimes it gets, it's, you know, it's slow. You're not catching anything and it's hot and you're sitting out there and these black, we call them ankle biter flies that yep. just land on you and bite you. So I brought a, uh, fly swatter just to, you know, bide my time. And I, I kill these, <laughs> these flies and my buddy's like, you're not going to, I said, I killed them all. I, I won the war. And he's like, you're not going to win the war. They're just going to keep coming. So I go up into my kitchen and it's just like, like you mentioned, like a big swarm of flies. My sister came over yesterday and she gave me this like homemade recipe. You put like red wine vinegar with some drops of uh, dishwashing liquid and all that stuff. And so we put these bowls around and you got to leave the room and you come back and sure enough. It like fills up with these dead flies. So hopefully I'm winning the war, Tim. I'm winning the war. I I think you've got a magic, you've got a magic sauce there. As we, as I mentioned to you, my wife had um, repotted some plants about a month ago. And I walked into the living room area where she's got a couple of large plants one morning having some coffee. And I was like, oh my goodness. And there was just like this small cloud of gnats hovering over one of the plants. (laughs) And it just freaked me out. And Sure enough, that's the same recipe that my wife suggested. Get some vinegar, get some dish soap, put it in in some small bowls, set yeah. it in the soil of the plants. And sure enough, like a day later, there was an inch thick of gnats in the stuff where they the soap tra- traps them. They, they die slow little deaths, and I couldn't it's, have been happier. Uh, it's- it's just when you think about it, it's disgusting, and you probably it never want to come visit my kitchen. But I think it happens to a lot of people. <laughs> it does, John. Yeah, I'm guessing that's pretty common. I um, thought you were going to go the whole new fantasy football route or something with the you know much needed conversation. I thought you were going straight to the fantasy football, but we haven't even really gotten too involved with that yet. No, where I just well, you know, you and I do a, a, 
a 10 league team and we just got the draft order. So um, there's not much really to talk about yet. We draft uh, the week right before the season starts. So as long as these teams get through uh, spring training without any, or spring training or what do you call it? Um, training camp without any major injuries. Cause I remember actually I've been playing fantasy football for a long time and I remember drafting and a guy picked Michael Vick number one and he broke his leg like the following night uh, in a preseason game or something like that. So his season was basically screwed because he took this guy he thought was going to, you know, I've never had any, I've never had any major issues like that, but you know, you get one or two running backs throughout the season that go down because of a tweak cure, a tweak there, and sometimes really serious, sometimes just out a couple games. But no, I think that's part of fantasy. You know, that's shit happens. Well, speaking of that, um, we're also talking with Niagara and uh, hopefully getting Mike Fisher back on for our Friday. Fridays Sports with Fish. Talk. Yeah. So that'll be fun too. Yeah. Looking forward to kind of ramping up, uh, you know, what is it, season four, did you say? Ted? Season four. Dang. Yeah, season four. So, yeah. We've and done we like some... 160, over 160 podcasts. Think about that. Hard to it's believe. It's a half a year of podcasts. Hard to believe, Tim. Yeah. It's, it's so. been fun. I, I think, the, you know, like I said, I, I'm looking forward to the new season. I'm looking forward to uh, getting a broader breadth of breath of scope with our interviews and our guests and if you're a manufacturer Ooh. that's out there and want to I be thought you were going alliteration broader breath of broth what were you going what if, if there are manufacturers out there or, or people in the industry that are interested in you know jumping on with us to talk about stuff in the industry you know reach out to us the info mm-hmm. at mechanical hub.com easiest way to get a hold of us I know our first our first podcast goes live on August thirty first. That Wednesday, some people get them on. We push them out on Tuesday night. Some people may hear them before Wednesday morning, but most people hear them on Wednesday mornings. So August thirty first will be our first uh, live. Besides this, our first guest centric podcast. Like Tim mentioned, we'll have a full slate moving forward of guests and uh, really intriguing guests, good guests. And uh, stuff that is really central to what our audience is, uh, you know, what what they do in their daily lives and and their jobs. So stay tuned. And like I said, if you are interested in being a part of this podcast, reach out to John or I at info at mechanical-hub.com. All right, Tim. JP, have a great weekend. You too. Drive safe back to the, the heartland. The heartland from uh, Virginia will do. All right. See you, buddy.